Park Hopping Podcast number 56, Obsessed Fanatics. Celebrating 11 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 56, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that anyone can have their own podcast. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we took a listen to the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management from Florida's Magic Kingdom. Today we'll do a bit more park hopping, uh, but first, why not take a moment to go out to anothercrappypodcast.com and click on that listener world map link up at the top of the page. You can add yourself to a map showing where all my listeners are. There's currently 16 of them, and I'd really like to push that number up to about 20 or so by, uh, say, the end of the uh, month. Hey Alan, this is Cody from Orange, California. You're doing a good, crappy job. Keep up the good work. Bye. Hey Cody, thanks for taking time to call in and leave me a message. I've got to be one of the only podcasters around that actually gets a kick out of people telling him he's doing a crappy job. And if you'd like to tell me something, pick up the phone and call 206-2030-227 and leave a message. Of course, if you really do think my show is crappy, why are you listening? Okay, well today on the Park Hopping Podcast, Jeff in San Diego writes in about the missing Sleeping Beauty diorama displays at Disneyland. Well, the ones that were missing back when the castle was still open and there were displays you could see. Uh, He commented that, quote, I don't know the answer to this question, but I do recall during my last walk through the castle in either 1999 or 2000 that one of the final windows telling the story of Sleeping Beauty was boarded up. The window in question was the climactic battle between Prince Philip and Maleficent in the form of a dragon. This scene could first be viewed through a side window as you descended a stairway, which afforded a view over the dragon's shoulder. I remember that the dragon was rubbery and kind of dumpy looking, not quite the sleek beast portrayed in the film. After the window was boarded up, it was adorned with simple artwork depicting the same battle scene. My only assumption regarding the window's closure was that the dragon needed either major repair or replacement. Then again, perhaps it was the prince who was falling apart. Of course, after September 11, 2001, repairs were no longer necessary, so the window is probably boarded up to this day, while Philip and the dragon are relaxing and sharing a friendly pot of tea. Now that I think of it, this dragon was shaped more like the reluctant dragon than Melissifent the dragon. I enjoy hearing your memories and insights regarding the Disney park, so I look forward to your occasional podcast, end quote. Hey, thanks, Jeff, and this seems to be pretty much what others have assumed, and for the life of me, I can't find whatever article I read that talked about a window being returned to operation sometime in the 90s. As always, if anyone wants to chime in on anything in this podcast, give me a call at 206-2030-227 or drop me a note at podcast at DisneyFans.com. JT in Salt Lake City, at least I think it's City, he just said Salt Lake. So if there's another Salt Lake that's not a city, that might be where he's from. Anyway, uh, JT wrote in to report problems downloading episode 51. He and a few others, like Christina, which appears to be a pseudonym, uh, were finding that downloads were only giving them a few minutes of the show. Now... It had worked fine for me, but that never means anything. I I looked into it a bit, and I think I found the problem. You see, after I started doing these podcasts back in August 2005, I got frustrated with the statistics provided by services such as FeedBurner and all that. Early on, one of my pirate comedy show episodes was downloaded a few thousand times, yet FeedBurner claimed only 200 subscribers. Now, Now, I understand that FeedBurner is looking for repeat visitors, and there's some merit to that, but I just really want to know how many downloads I had without looking at web server stats. 
So I ended up writing my own special download counter program and installing it on the site, and it's worked very, very well, though occasionally there's a mess up and the counter gets reset back to zero. That's kind of appropriate for this show. Uh, I even added a global counter that represents total downloads for all episodes, including the old ones. So uh, that's thousands and thousands of downloads, um, sometimes per day, which hadn't been a problem until recently. You see, in the last few episodes, uh, the ones I started in 2007, I've been encoding them um, at a much higher quality than what I've been using for the past year. Actually, I started out higher originally, then I dropped the quality to reduce the file size. Um, So the new shows are twice the size the old versions would have been, and apparently that and the continual growth of downloads has finally gotten to the point where my counter script was being shut down by the web server for various reasons. So uh, to make sure downloads complete, I've just turned off the counter for now. Back to those web server statistics I go, I guess. Now, eventually, I'll try another approach to counting downloads and probably uh, back down the audio quality a bit since all these extra bits really don't make this show any better. Uh, For what it's worth, Linda, if you're out there, I think uh, this may have actually been what caused the problems you saw when trying to download the Park Hopping 3D video podcast. So that's the story on that. And if you run into any odd things trying to download episodes now, please let me know. As far as I'm aware, everything is working perfectly. And keep in mind, if you use iTunes and you can't figure out how to make it re-download shows that it's tried once, that maybe were incomplete or whatever, um, you just close the little tab where all your uh, podcast episodes are, like Park Hopping Podcast. You'd close that little uh, tab. And then on PCs, you hold down Shift while you expand it. And on the Mac, I think you hold down Option. And that will force it to go out and get the full list again and let you download back episodes that you may have already gotten and deleted or didn't download so there you go that's the apple and itunes tech support for the day also as far as podcasting um, goes there's a new podcasting program about to be released uh, called ubercaster and it looks like it combines all the big features of the windows cast blaster program with a lot of features of apple's GarageBand, which could make it a rather great tool um, i'm doing some beta testing right now with the old kingdom herald test podcast Uh, and hopefully I'll post some tests of this in the near future. If anyone wants to help with the Kingdom Herald by emailing summaries of daily news items rewritten in your own words, um, drop me a note and I'll put you to work, and that might be an easy way for us to get that show going, since apparently no one else is going to do it. And I guess that's about it for now. So, today on the Park Hopping Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about us. Yeah, that's right, us. We need to talk. Guys, don't you hate that phrase? Well, you may be familiar with the expression obsession is relative, meaning there's always someone more obsessed than you. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a pretty serious Disney fanatic, and I know a lot of people don't like the word fanatic since it sounds really extreme, yet no one seems to have a problem with being called a Disney fan. I mean, look at my website. But look it up sometime. Fan is just an accepted abbreviation that came from the word fanatic. I mean, it's it's the same thing, but since we don't hear the word fanatic as often, it's grown to have a stronger meaning in general usage. But like it or not, if you consider yourself a Disney fan, then you're a Disney fanatic. Now, I'm probably more of a fanatic than you are. I mean, I've produced over 50 internet audio shows that consist of little more than me blabbing about Disney and playing my home movies to a bunch of internet strangers. That's pretty hardcore, I think, but maybe you do more. I haven't been to Disneyland since 2005, but on a good year, I, I try to go twice, summertime and you know Christmas time to see all the decorations, but, but there are some others who go every month or every week, and I, I bet there's even someone out there who goes every day. Uh, That doesn't work there. Someone who goes every month surely thinks those who go every week is a little bit more obsessed than they are, and someone like me who occasionally buys a t-shirt or a souvenir surely thinks those walking around with the big pin lanyards or standing in a three-hour merchandise line are probably a bit more obsessed than I am. 
So the question for you today is, do you consider yourself an obsessed Disney fan? Are you obsessed with Disney? Actually, it doesn't matter what you think. What do your coworkers think about your Disney knickknacks on your desk? Uh, what do your friends say when they find out you're making plans for yet another vacation to Orlando or California? And has anyone ever asked, didn't you just go last year? If so, then yes, you're a Disney fanatic or a Disney fan, whatever makes you more comfortable with yourself. Now, the reason I bring this topic up is because somehow I think most of us don't realize how much of a Disney dweeb we are, especially those of us who are out here podcasting about Disney every week or at least would like to be if we had time. All my friends think something's wrong with me. Why should someone who's almost 40 or really anyone over the age of like 15, be spending all this time yakking about a theme park. Well, fine. I just find comfort knowing there are others who do a lot more of it than me. I mean, I bring home a t-shirt with Mickey on it, and I find myself happy that I'm not that guy who just spent $500 on models of Main Street. So, I tell you, I kind of wish I did have that kind of money. I probably would be one of them, but that kind of brings me to my point. If you had the time and money, how often would you go to Disney? Are you keeping track? That's two questions so far. I have to admit, I'd probably go every month if I could, and I know if I live locally, I'd probably swing out there a few times each month, uh, but I still find myself with so many other things I'd like to spend my time and money on. I have peers who take five or ten or even more trips than that to the parks each year, getting on a plane, flying out, um, you know, getting a hotel, renting a car. I mean, it's an expensive obsession, even with an annual pass, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of them still think they're just really good fans because... They know people that are worse than they are, and those people are usually standing in those three-hour merchandise lines wearing pin lanyards. Obsession, as they say, is relative. Now, speaking of relative, I've listened to a few roller coaster news podcasts, and I get a big kick out of hearing them make fun of us Disney fans. I certainly understand why there should be more and more dedicated Disney fans than, say, you know, Six Flag fans, simply from numbers. There are tons more people who go to the Disney parks or see the Disney movies or whatever than all those other theme parks combined, and that's fine. But... Uh, you know, when they actually make fun of their own, the coaster nerds, it just screams kind of hypocrisy to me. I mean, these guys are spending hours each week dissecting what Cedar Point is or should be doing and giving stats on what company is building what. And I'm sure the same thing happens with sports podcasts and music podcasts and not pretty much anything that has a fan following. Well, maybe not opera. That might be a little too sophisticated or, or maybe not. I don't know. And with that said, a final comment. Now, Jeff Foxworthy educated many of us on how, yes, indeed, we might be a redneck and just didn't know it. Sometimes the truth hurts. I'm from Texas. Hey, um, I've heard Disney podcasts go on and on about us diehard Disney fundamentalists and the fanatics and the pin trading nerds and, and whatever. But isn't that what we're all about? I mean, even the most pin trading, hating Disney fanatic like me has probably bought a few pins. And I have. I mean, technically, though, I guess I've never worn a lanyard or traded a pin, so I really can't be a pin trader. But you get my point. I... People in glass houses use lots of Windex or whatever that saying is. No, wait a second. I guess, no, I got a lanyard free as part of the year of a million dreams in December. So I guess I've worn a lanyard, but I didn't trade anything so far. So when you try to determine what Walt would do or what aspect of a theme park is sacred and can't be touched, uh, keep in mind... Walt changed everything, and he probably would have continued to do so unless someone finally stood up to him better than his brother Roy could. If Main Street is considered sacred, why? It's a reflection of America from about 50 years or so before Disneyland opened. Keeping with Walt's philosophy of appealing to the childhood memories, today Disneyland's Main Street should look like suburban America in the 1950s. I'm kind of thinking leave it to Beaver, that kind of stuff, and something that certainly would match a lot of our young memories of all those 50s Disney television programs and other content that was in reruns when 
we were growing up and, you know, if you're old enough for the 60s or 70s or whatever. I guess what I'm saying is maybe we should just accept the fact that we're all obsessed about Disney. Now, is that too much? Well, to everyone less obsessed than you, then yeah, probably. But keep in mind the next time any of us obsessed Disney podcasters try to talk down to other Disney fanatics, pot, kettle, black. Right, folks? Right. So, what were those two questions I asked? Do you remember? Think them over. Give me a call, 206-2030-227, or email them in to podcast at DisneyFans.com. For those of you who've made it through this obsessed Disney rant, here's some obsessed Disney audio for you. Enjoy! The weasels! Not those guys again! Causing dastardly destruction with their fatal mixture of dip. Yeah. That terrible green liquid of destruction. Dip? That's a Luna second dish! I repeat, the weasels are on the loose on the streets of Toontown with Toontown
Welcome back. Now, did you figure out what that was from? You know, if you didn't, there's actually some hope that you may not quite be Disney-obsessed yet. Or perhaps you are, but your obsession focuses only on Disney parks on the other coast. Regardless, it's a fun obsession to have. I mean, the real mystery is, why doesn't everyone love Disney? Consider that question number three. So why do you love Disney? Call in or send an email. Believe it or not, there's a plan to all of this. Your voicemails may be used in a future episode or separate podcast. Just call in and um, defend your obsession. Justify your fandom. Or maybe just let me know why you disagree with me saying you're an obsessed fan. Hopefully not while planning your next trip to Disneyland. And speaking of, so the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. Which probably would never happen if all of us diehards ran the parks, right? Well, except for the things we don't like. I mean, if we don't like them, then that's fair game, right? And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse around 45,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and other theme parks around the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks here in the States. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. And if you'd rather use the telephone, you can dial 206-2030-ACP. That's another crappy podcast. Again, the number is 206-2030-227, and leave me a voicemail. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 56, Obsessed Fanatics. Thanks for listening, and uh, watch iTunes for something new in the next uh, month or so. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm. For those of you who didn't take notes, the questions again are, do you consider yourself obsessed with Disney? And you can tell me why or why not. If you had the time and money to do so, how often would you go to a Disney theme park? And lastly, why doesn't everyone love Disney? You can give me your answers by calling 206-2030-227 or emailing podcast at DisneyFans.com. Thanks a lot, and I hope to hear from at least 16 of you soon. 